Hi, everybody. Um, welcome to the DLN Expert Access. It's a closer look at important and relevant topics in the architecture and design industry led by leading experts. Today's topic is a follow-up on our last conversation with Pinterest. However, we are diving deep into story pins through the business accounts, which you all hopefully have signed up for. Um, that's going to make a difference in your experience today, I'm just going to say. Our guest today is creator manager at Pinterest, focusing on leading the home and parenting categories, Megan Kleben. In this role, she works with professional creators, influencers, and celebrities to utilize the latest product features and maximize their presence on the platform. Connor Ryan is also joining us today. He is part of the creator marketing team at Pinterest, leading events and partnerships. Connor works closely with creator management and product teams to communicate at scale the value of Pinterest as a channel for creators to build and grow their audience. Before we get started, started Megan will be posting a Google form in the link in the chat below. I, I really, it's important that everybody gets that link and submit your business account details. So if you're on this call, get that done. I'll let Megan share more about the details um, about this link as well. Lastly, I just wanna make a note of the Q&A button and the platform here. Please post all your questions there. We'll grab the questions and make sure that they're, you know, they get answered. All right, so without any further ado, I'm turning this over to Megan and Connor. Awesome. Thanks, Becky. Hi, everyone. I'm Megan. Uh, Connor will actually be sending around the link that Becky just mentioned for the form, and it should just take you, you know, less than one minute. We essentially just want to get you all access to the Story Pins feature. It's in beta, so we just need to have your business profile link. As Becky mentioned, hopefully you guys all already have a business profile. If you don't, that is okay. Um, I actually will be sending you all this deck after, so I won't be taking you through every single part of this, but if you still need to do that, I understand life happens, and especially right now, nothing is usual, so there will be some step-by-step -step instructions within this deck uh, that you'll be able to see once we send it around, so not an issue, but if you have one, please just take a second to fill it out, and everyone who's filled out the form after our training, uh, we'll make sure that you have access and you should have it by like 3 p.m. Eastern today. So you can go ahead and play around with it while it's all fresh. Um, and with that, I'll go ahead and get started. Connor, if you could send around the link, that would be awesome. I can't see the chat, so it may have already gone. It, um, it, is, it is out there in the chat. Amazing. Thank you. Cool. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, we wanted to definitely save a lot of time to talk uh, or answer any questions that you have. So feel free to submit them, as Becky mentioned, throughout. Um, and we'll save about 20, 30 minutes at the end of this to go through them with you guys. But uh, for today, what we wanted to cover is a very quick primer. I know many of you joined the session that we had before with Vikram. Uh, so I'm not going to take you through too much of this, but sort of just the refresher on what's Pinterest, why we're embracing what we call this creator community. That's people like you guys who create amazing content for Pinterest. Um, and then this getting started, building your profile, that's all stuff you can follow on your own when we send around the deck. And we'll be focusing on creating story pins. So we can go ahead and get started. Um, and first, just in terms of sort of why Pinterest, I think we know that there's a variety of platforms out there and Pinterest is very unique and that's okay if you maybe don't understand this as well as some of the other folks out there. But really our uh, mission is just to create or to bring everyone the inspiration to create a life that they love. Um, 
And what we find is that it's a very unique mindset that pinners come to Pinterest with. They're coming with intent, they're coming with this positive mindset, and they're ready to act and to do and build and buy and do different things on Pinterest. It's really not a place where someone's just coming to kind of mindlessly scroll or toss out a couple of likes or something like that. It really does, I think, stand us apart in terms of what people expect when they come to the platform. Um, and every month uh, we have about 400 million people coming. This is a number that just continues to grow, especially I think during quarantine with all of us stuck at home and just looking for a little happiness and some ideas and inspiration for our lives. Uh, we just see this number continuing to go up and up and up. Uh, and they're coming for inspiration, ideas, content for everything you could imagine in their life. The big, big moments, maybe designing their first home, the small moments, improving their cup of coffee in the morning and everything in between. Um, and to date, we've got about 240 billion pins saved and 5 billion boards created. And again, these numbers just continue to grow at staggering rates. So what is Pinterest? Really at its simplest form, we're a visual discovery engine. Uh, so essentially the content is not chronological in a feed like you might expect, but it surfaces uh, when it's relevant based on a specific person's interests, their engagement, and their searches. And what that leads to is a super personalized and curated experience. It means that my feed looks totally different from Connor's feed, it looks totally different from Becky or Megan's. Um, and it also means that the content is evergreen. So it'll continue to perform for you over time. And that means when pinners are searching for it, they'll be able to find it in that moment. Um, and that's actually really important to us. And it's something that applies to our story pins feature as well. And I think it's a really unique differentiator. Um, it's that when you create a story pin or any pin on Pinterest, but especially with story pins, it's not going to go away after 24 hours or it's not going to get buried at the bottom of a feed. Your content on Pinterest is going to live on and we call this kind of the Pinterest ripple effect that after you've spent the time to make the content, it's actually going to continue to be surfaced and saved um, and experienced by the user for months, years to come. Um, so that's, I think, definitely something worth highlighting. And why creators? So I mentioned we call creators all the people who are creating the amazing things that you see on content on Pinterest. All of the content comes from someone like you. Each month we have people coming to figure out what they should do. They really just want inspiration. Um, and it comes from creators. And they're looking to be inspired, to be encouraged, to try something new. And so as you can imagine, without creators, there would really be no Pinterest. It's so core to our platform. And it's the reason that people come to check it out every single day. Um, and with that, we can go ahead and get into sort of the, uh, the deeper dive on story pins. Um, as I mentioned, if you are not quite ready for the business account conversation, that's okay. When you have this deck, you can click on one of these other areas to the left, but we'll be focusing on if you have a business account ready, which I hope you all do, how do I start creating story pins? So what is a story pin? First of all, I mean, I think essentially, uh, as you can imagine, it's our story feature. It's our newest format. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with stories on other platforms. And oh, it looks like this slide's giving me some trouble. That's all right. I can skip this one. But essentially, it's uh, multi-page pins that are including videos, images. It can be really for anything. And they're obviously, they're still in beta. So we actually, we had some exciting news launch today. Um, I saw it was in CNBC already this morning and a couple other places. But um, as of today, story pins will be showing up in feeds all over the US. Um, 
anyone who opens up their Pinterest might see a story pin in the feed or they might search for one, but the people who are creating them, the creators, that's still a closed beta. So we're inviting you guys to join that piece of it um, and to create story pins. So this is sort of a step-by-step -step what you might see for the typical story pin narr narrative. Um, so first we call each individual kind of page within a story pin a page. So the first one is your cover page and um, we recommend that you start with video. It's just the most engaging. It's really going to be eye catching for the viewer um, and you can use text to go over it to indicate kind of what's coming up, but it's a nice way to start to get some folks engaging with your pin. And then from there you can add individual pages for maybe if it's something if you're doing a how to or more of like a tutorial like how to redesign an entryway or something like that. Um, maybe there are some supply, supplies that you would want to list It's a nice thing to do in your second uh, page. And then from there, it's as many pages as you need to tell the story that you're trying to tell, really. So you can break it down step by step. You can go anywhere from one to 20 pages total. Uh, for the videos, it's a max of 60 seconds for each video page. Um, and so this is completely up to you as the creator, how many you think your story needs, and you can put them all in whatever order makes the most sense. And then your last story pin uh, page would have kind of just letting the viewer know it's wrapping up. Maybe it's here's the payoff or here's the final product. You might want to include a call to action. Like for more ideas like this, check out my XYZ board, whatever that is, just to kind of put the, you know, the final point on the story pin. And then Pinterest actually will create um, a page that ends every single story pin and it encourages the pinner to follow you. So you don't need to plug your profile or anything like that. They're automatically going to see a really nicely designed page that encourages them to go to your profile and check out more ideas and follow you. So with that, we do have kind of a better breakdown to show you. Literally, you're going into your app. What do you do? So here you can see you're going to the app. You're pressing the plus button. You can uh, build from a draft that you've already created. That's absolutely fine. Or you can start something fresh. So you hit that story pin button. You can see, do you want to go with the draft? Okay, now we're going to create something new today. And with that, you would create your cover page. As I mentioned, ideally a video but definitely still up to you what feels most natural. We want it to feel authentic to other content that you would typically create. So do what feels right to you. Um, you can actually film within the app that's within the newest beta feature. It's actually really, really great uh, function, but you also have at the bottom left there, you can see the ability to upload content that you already have saved on your phone as well. And worth mentioning too, you can actually build on desktop. That's absolutely fine. And I know some people prefer it, um, but important to know that with um, desktop, you can have unlimited drafts and on mobile, you can actually only have one. So that might interfere with the way that you want to create, but just know that the most up-to-date version of StoryPins feature will always be on your mobile device. That's just where we're pushing the updates most consistently. So keep that in mind. Um, this is going to show you obviously the mobile view, but if you prefer desktop, there are options for you there too. So here you can see they're essentially just filming right within their app. And um, from there, you can add in all of the different pages we talked about. So again, however many you think you need, this is obviously a food example, just because we have a lot of those um, that have been created recently with the Chefs at Home program that we just did with some of the top chefs across the country. But um, here you would just be adding in the different pages that you need to tell your story. You can reorder them, you can delete them, you can duplicate them, um, and you can sort of zoom or resize in the next step.
Megan, I have a quick question. They're asking where's the story option on desktop? So no one's going to see it right now because you guys haven't been added to the beta yet. But when you go to create on desktop, just like on mobile, you should see story pin as an option that you can create. But okay. you're not going to see it yet because you don't have access. So that's what we need the form for. <laughs> okay. And let me ask you one other question before we keep going. When you ask for a link for people's Pinterest profile, mm -hmm. so they log into their Pinterest and they copy the link and they send you the link because it doesn't look like it's actually ours, but I'm just... I'm guessing it is. I guess it, it will work for you. Yep, that's exactly right. Just whatever's up at the top, uh, the URL, or if it's easier, you can just, do, we basically just need the username. So it should be pinterest.com slash your username. That's what we need. Okay, it's not giving that when you copy it, but let's, we'll do whatever we can, we can do. We'll make sure you get that. Okay. okay, I'm popping back out. Okay, thanks. Bye. Cool. So um, really from here, this is kind of where the fun stuff starts. Um, with the editing feature. So there's a ton of really fun ones that have been rolled out into the most recent version. Uh, you can see there's text overlay, we have music, we have the ability if you're, you know, at home filming and you have kids running around or pets or anything like that and there's background noise, you can strip out the background noise and add either a voiceover with your voice actually talking over it. Um, or you could do music. So really a lot of different fun ways to customize your pin, make it your own. Um, and then again, with filters, you can see here on the right as well. So essentially, you can just build your own unique um, representation on story pins, just like you would on any other platform. So just think about sort of what's your style for the font, the colors, all of that. Um, and the best way to do it is just to start playing around with it. I think my first story pin, I literally just took a couple photos on my phone and just started seeing what I could do uh, to play around with it. And it's just a great way just to experiment. But with that, that's really, that's kind of in a nutshell, creating your first story pin, um, and then it would be time to publish. So uh, within this last section, there's a, actually a couple of very important things you can add. So you can add details here. You're actually seeing it would be that ingredients list that you're seeing, but obviously you might have supplies. You might want to mention some brands that you recommend for the certain thing that you were showing in your story pin. Um, really up to you, but just always know, and this goes actually for any pin that you create for Pinterest. Um, it could be just a regular pin, a video pin, or a story pin. All of the text really matters, right? Because we're so search driven. So just be very uh, careful and selective about what you decide to name your pins, the descriptions that you include, because all of that's going to help us surface your content to people who are searching for it. Uh, and it'll help them find it more easily and differentiate you from others in the pack. So with this little section, we call it the details drawer. Put in anything that would be helpful that maybe it didn't you know, look quite right to include it on the actual story pin itself. You have this little free space where you can put as much information as you want. Um, and it's a really nice way to sort of bring to light additional elements of the story pin that you might not have otherwise been able to express. Um, and then you're essentially just gonna select your board to publish it to and you can add topic tags. That's not necessary, but again, recommended just because it is so search driven, just to give people a better idea of what it is. Um, and then you can view the final version and you're seeing here, it's letting you tee it up. You could tee it up to be published a little bit later if you like. You could always keep it in your drafts as well until it's ready to go live. It's completely up to you. Hey, Megan, quick question. Yeah. Um, and we've got two questions that are actually similar. So. Um, can a story pin uh, slash video pin test without making it live? 
Um, and is there like a specific workflow for approving or revising a story pin? So I think similarly, like, can you create a test and then before you post it? Got it. So in the current version, not that I'm aware of, no, there's no test. Um, for a while, people were publishing to a private board. And then maybe, if, especially if you have like a team who's helping you on the back end and it's like, oh, we need so-and-so to review it or approve it or what have you. Um, but that actually is not recommended because the first seven days after you publish a story pin are actually the most important for discoverability. And we'll get into that a little bit later too. But um, I would recommend actually you can build it in drafts and then whoever would have the same login as you, they could review it there. So if it's for your business account and you wanted someone else to take a look at it, they can see the same exact draft that you're seeing. Um, we've also just exported things. Um, when I've been working one-on-one -on -one with creators, I'll ask them to export you know, the photos that they want, the videos that they want, and um, then I essentially can review it for them um, sort of outside of the app. And I know that's not ideal. I would assume that these functions are coming. It's just because it's still in beta. We don't have them currently. And Connor, I think there was a second part to that question that I'm missing, or is that kind of it? Uh, I think that that covers it just if they can draft it in order to review and approve. Um, but I think this is also great product feedback that we can take back. Absolutely. Definitely. Cool. Well, with that, I'll keep chugging along here. So we have a couple of best in class examples and I kind of already mentioned we have a lot of food examples just because we just did a big program. Um, for food, but reason why we wanted to chat with, you know, some amazing folks in home like you guys is that we want really fun examples for home too. We just really don't have as many with the newest story pin feature. So I was reluctant to kind of show you the best home examples just because they're going to look a little different. A lot of them are just static. So they almost look like just a slideshow. There's no video, there's no voiceover, there's no music. So there's actually a lot more fun you can have with story pins now. So I just like to share a variety of them. I know that they're not within your category, but just to give you some inspiration about what options you have for story pins and how some other folks are bringing them to life. So you can click around with these when I send around the deck. Um, and then some thought starters. I mean, I'm sure you guys maybe already have your wheels turning on what you could think about um, for each of you, but a few different things that our team had come up with that could work would be like one room, two ways, showing a shelfie, styling shelves. The My Green Thumb is more of a gardening thing, but maybe that is applicable for some of you guys or succulents or in-home plants or things like that. Uh, a home tour could be really cool. So just have some fun with it. I would say play around with different, you know, lengths of story pens. You could do a couple shorter ones. You could do some longer ones and just sort of get a rhythm for what feels most natural for you. Um, and so here we have a, a tip sheet. Essentially, I would recommend as you're sort of playing around with it for the first time, this is a good thing to look at and I'll take you quickly through it. And then we can sort of double click into some of them too. But First, uh, we would recommend you plan your story in advance, just like any other content you're creating. I'm sure you're already thinking about this. It's almost like you're kind of storyboarding this idea. What is the beginning, middle, and end of this story pin? You want it to have that natural flow and tell a story. That's really the whole point of the product. Um, number two, using video wherever possible. The cover page is great. We actually recommend about a mix of 50-50 videos and images. If you can, again, every story is going to be a little bit different, but just something just to aim for kind of a benchmark. We see that those typically perform really, really well. Um, and then one thing to note about the editing, because um, you actually, you will be able to edit your story pin after it goes live. Like if you know you were to post something and then you realized, oh man, I meant to 
delete one of those pages or something like that, you can do that. You will not be able to edit the cover page though. And again, that's just kind of where we're at right now with the beta, that could change. But as of today, if you post it and your cover page is done, you would have to delete the whole thing to change that. So just something to keep in mind, make sure that cover is exactly the way you want it. Um, and then other pages can be added, deleted, reordered, all of that stuff if, need, if needed after it goes live. Uh, shooting in vertical, natural light, steady hand, all things you would think about when creating. Um, max 20 pages for each story pin, 60 seconds for video content would be the max. Um, and again, video is great and very dynamic for these. So think about those strategically. Um, text to provide more detail, but do not include links. So this is also another big question that we get. Um, where we're at currently, there are no links. There's no kind of swipe up or anything like that within a story pin. And I think what we've been told is the reason is we actually did an earlier version of the beta that had links. And what we found was that it was a very disruptive pinner experience for them to be kind of going through a story and then getting, you know, directed to all of these different websites or a blog post or whatever it would be. And they never came back and actually finished it, which in our minds probably means they might not have actually finished the project. So we really want the story pin to be a one-stop shop. They should be able to get everything they need within your story pin. And then if you have to add some more additional details in the details drawer, you could literally paste in like a tutorial or something longer form content within that. Um, so definitely a question that we get a lot, especially from folks who have a website where they might want to drive people or things like that. As of now, if you were to like type in within the text feature on a story pin, like check out my website at www, whatever, it's not going to hyperlink, it's not gonna be a good experience or it's not gonna look very nice and it will actually get dinged by our internal review team when they go to review pins. So just keep that in mind. Um, I would say you can always include a call to action like we talked about instead at the end of your story pin and say, check out X board. And on that board, if you have a full on like poster link to your website or whatever it is, um, they'll be able to get it there. And then last, you're gonna save your story pin to a board. Um, so make sure that you post it to the public board instead of a secret board like we talked about because that first week right after you publish it is the best time for it to be discovered. So we'll double click into a couple of these. So telling a good story, I mean, we talked a little bit about this already, but just make sure that you're kind of planning it out. It should have kind of a clear flow and structure to it. Uh, pinners generally like when they kind of understand where it's going and that there's like this clear direction within. Um, we break it up into these chunks, which is the, the pages that we've talked about. Um, and you can see here, this is a fashion example, but it has kind of a clear uh, focus and it's very easy to understand kind of what the story is. Uh, the use of video, so I've touched on this a bit already, but definitely important. You can see here, this is actually a very, very simple video, but it's eye-catching for someone who's looking for workout content. Um, and we would always just say, pinners actually like content that is shot on mobile. It doesn't have to be super high production value. And if you do have content like that, that's absolutely fine as well. But um, scrappy video shot on mobile performs just as well from what we're seeing. So uh, taking that content right in the app, you can record those videos, keep them less than a minute per page. Uh, it's a great way to stand out and to hook in the audience. Making it personal. So this is actually a colleague of one of ours and really story pins, they're not meant to be like this perfect manicured, like very overly produced content. We want 
personal voices and personalities to shine with these. And it's actually the first opportunity that you can turn your camera around and show yourself on Pinterest, which is pretty cool. So that's kind of a shift for us um, just in terms of offering that. And you can see here, um, he's just showing a little bit more of his personality. He's actually putting himself into the story pin. So to the point that, that feels authentic for you when you're doing something, absolutely feel free. I'm quick. I'm just coming in and out here just to ask you. So for like designers or even architects or people, well, so we've got people on this call with products mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, that are our, our partners and they, they're really all about selling home products that are going to homes mm -hmm. or gardens, that type of thing. Yeah. Or uh, we've got designers and architects. So let's just, I'm going to ask you quickly how this works with an, an interior designer. Would they, um, would they maybe show an example of pulling a scheme together with different fabrics and wallpapers and paint chips? And maybe they're talking about how they do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that going to help them promote their own business? Cause they're not really selling anything. It's their services that they're trying to promote and their right. work and yeah. their aesthetic. So how does that, does that make sense of what they might do? Or would they be walking around one of their projects and say, oh, here's why we did this and, and kind of explain the history or the composition of a room, that type of thing? Yeah. No, both of those are actually great and things that we've seen with interior designers. I would say I've seen a couple like how to select a paint color. And then obviously, yes, like ultimately as an interior designer, you would hope that someone would engage with you, but that gets them kind of through the flow of the story pin. And then if they decide to follow you and then they're like, oh, wow, this designer is in my area and I love their aesthetic. I love their style. I've looked through their boards now. Um, we've seen that that is something that definitely can happen. The home tour video is also awesome. Um, inspirational content always plays really, really well on Pinterest. So it could be literally walking around a project and showing different details and talking about that uh, if that was more, you know, that person's style. Uh, it's really, it's really up to, up to them. Or it could be, it doesn't have to be video though. It could just be like still shots of different things. Maybe it starts with a piece of fabric and then they add in like on the next frame, they add in the rug and they add in the paint and they add in whatever else they added. Totally. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Great. I was going to add a couple things to consider too is, uh, you know, content on Pinterest is evergreen. So it lives on forever. So People can continue to discover this, you know, years later, they can save it years later. And then in addition, they're coming with that pinner mentality. So they're coming with, in, with, with aspirations, they're coming with action, um, you know, they're coming with intent. So anything that's like tours, tutorials, how to even like reviews um, can really fit well in this, in this feature. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Keep going. Sorry. No worries. Thank no. you. No, I'm sorry. Thank sure. you. Awesome. Um, so just a couple more tips here in terms of what to think about for the content, keeping it focused. I would say if you are having trouble narrowing down on one really clear idea, like some of the things we were just talking about, you probably have more than one story pin worth of content. So this is actually a really simple idea, easy toast toppings, but this pin for whatever reason went viral and had like over a million views, right? So for when you're thinking about this, just make sure you have one clear idea that you're focusing on. Um, and then if you have more than that, think about breaking it out into multiple stories and having them be separate. And then details, we talked about how important all of the text is that you put on Pinterest. So definitely think about your copy, your keywords, all of that, using that details drawer at the end to include any additional information. 
Um, and then as we talked about as well, no links, um, you can just see there's a little bit more information there, but um, for now, no linking up or anything like that. And then the call to action. So this would be if you decided to include one at the very end of your story. Um, you, there are some really fun new features like reactions where pinners can react and they can do like a love or um, different uh, reactions. Like you can see here, the little heart at the bottom. Um, they also can show you what they, we called it, tried it. So if you did a how-to and you'd want to say as your call to action, show me, you know, your tries or show me uh, your spin on this. People could actually share a photo with you just directly within the pin um, of their version of trying your story pin. So have some fun with that and thinking about that. They can comment with you. There's a lot of new opportunities for engagement with the actual creator that come with the story pin feature. So um, you can play around with some different call to actions to see what works well for you. And that is the end of sort of the formal piece. We have a few more uh, slides just to share with you guys in terms of some resources and FAQs and then um, an exciting event that actually Connor will talk about. But then we will open up for questions in a couple minutes. So um, I'll be sharing this deck, as I mentioned, so you guys can see. But these are some frequently asked questions that we get on the side. We typically would say, um, someone says like, how many of these should I be doing? About one a week is recommended. We find that that's really great. This is a really, really great way to grow your audience on Pinterest. So if you are able to think about doing them once a week, um, if you're asking about, you know, how many pins should I be saving on my profile to build my audience? You don't actually have to create each and every pin that's on your profile by any means. If you wanted to just save something that you're seeing that you're inspired by and save that to your profile, that's what we call curation. So doing that two to three times a week, two to three pins, um, and then story pin drafts. You can have one draft on your mobile device, unlimited on desktop. And then some great resources here for you guys as well. Um, and with that, I'll flip it over to Connor to quickly talk about, we also have an exciting event coming up that we'd love to invite you guys to. Yeah, thank you, Megan. Um, and I just wanna say, uh, you know, I think the great thing about StoryPins is it's really, we're, it's gaining exposure in, in new parts of the app. So I think we've talked about previously, like the Today tab, um, there's places that you'll start to see uh, story pins more prevalently shown within the app. So um, it's a really great way to start building a following on Pinterest, which a lot of people in the past have not had the opportunity to do um, and, and get some new eyeballs on either your brand or your, your content itself. So, uh, but in addition to that, we're also doing our first inaugural creators event. Um, this will be happening on uh, October 15th. Um, starting at 1230 Eastern, and we'll have a fully packed day of speakers uh, that include Brittany Snow from September Letters. You might also uh, know her from her acting career as well. And then uh, New York Times bestseller Elaine Welteroth. So they'll be diving into topics including building and growing online communities, best practices for breaking through the feed, uh, turning your passion into a global business. And then we'll also have Pinterest experts uh, from our creator management teams, um, and product teams speaking about how best to use these new features and, and what are some uh, best practices, tips and tricks. So uh, the registration page will go live tomorrow and uh, we'll be able to share that uh, with everybody afterwards. I think too, Megan, another great thing might be to share some of the best story pins we've been seeing so far. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of questions that came in, one of them I'll, I'll touch on first is, should we include narration with the story pin or is it text only? Yeah, that's a great question. So voiceover narration, that's absolutely 
um, welcome and encouraged, um, especially if that feels something authentic to you. I will just say that the default in Pinterest is sound off. So if you do decide to do that, you can say, you can put some text on the actual story pin to just cue that there is audio or to just talk a little about what you're doing in case the person doesn't want their audio on for whatever reason. But yes, absolutely. And I think we've seen some great examples of tutorial style story mm -hmm. pins where people do add that commentary, uh, that narration to kind of help them, you know, go through the, the tutorial. For sure. Absolutely. And I'll share kind of a mix of examples just to show you, like, here's one with narration. Here's one with, you know, the, the creator turning the camera on themselves, all of that. Uh, another question, and this is a little more technical. Can, do you know if you can import a video from iMovie into StoryPins? You know, I don't know. So I don't want to give you an incorrect answer. We will check on that, though, and let you know. Um, we will find out. Those are currently the only questions received so far. Another question I was just going to ask is how long can they expect to uh, receive that beta access to story bins after today? Like how long will they have it? Yeah. How long will, when, when should they expect to see it show up in their app? Oh, when should they expect it? I'm actually, as soon as we hop off this, I've blocked my calendar. I'm going to register everyone who fills out the form like immediately. And you should see it like by like 3 PM ish today, Eastern time. What about following each other? I mean, so we just started our design leadership network when it has nothing on it yet because I haven't gotten there. Um, but I know Megan, you're going to help us figure out exactly. I know we're going to do some stuff around our book and everybody's work because we want to promote our members and our partners work more. Um, but should we be following each other? So like if, would it be appropriate for everybody on this call for whatever, ever, uh, um, profiles they're representing to follow the DLN and then we follow back. Does that help? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if, if the goal is to grow your following, that will definitely help. I'll say the best way to grow your following will just be to keep your Pinterest up to date and share pins, curate pins, save pins, or post story pins. That will really be like, you'll notice a bigger difference doing that. You can absolutely do that though. You guys have such a rich network. Like it would make sense to kind of help each other out, I think. But um, the, the top way to do it is actually creating content. So once you guys are ready, Becky, we would think about like what content is coming from the DLN profile. And that's going to help get kind of the word out because story pins, I actually didn't even mention, um, regular pins are only going to go to who you follow or who follow you rather. But story pins are going to go to everybody who's interested in that topic. When the topics are kind of selected when you uh, join Pinterest and also informed by your search behavior. So if it's something kind of related to home, it's going to go to so many more people than who just follow you. So it's a great way to increase. Okay, so mainly what I think people, so you're going to have people on this call who are, let's say, let's go back to designers. If it's a designer, they might have, so they're switching over to business. They might have their board set up for clients or things that are, um, you know, inspiring to them which really wouldn't help them promote their business because it's pinning other people's stuff. But if they're trying to promote their business mainly, mm -hmm. their, um, their profile, what part, they should be maybe creating more in a week, don't you think, or no? Like, is it, I mean, I'm just trying to think about purely on the basis of promoting their business mm -hmm. and their work and their aesthetic. Yeah. You're saying once a week, and I'm like, it could take a long time That's to build a profile. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's the minimum just because we don't want this to be like this, like overwhelming task for you. We have worked with people who see results with just the once a week, but if you're really trying to grow and you don't have much of a following now and you have the time to do more, absolutely doing more is going to help. Okay. And then, so let me ask you a couple more questions and I hope this is helpful to everybody. Um, not just me. Um, but I, so, so for the Design Leadership Network, for instance, we're about to launch a book, uh, Travel by Design, and we were going to load in people's p images that submitted images that are going to be in the book. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember what you said about this. Can we tag them in that? Within a story? So let's say I post an image of, who's somebody on this call? Um, let me just look through here. You know, okay, here's, I'll just say, Jay Jeffers. So Jay Jeffers submitted an image for the book and it's going to be in the book and it's a shot of something out in Napa. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to post this picture. Can I tag his profile too or not? I don't believe so. Connor, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I need to, I would like to follow up on that, but I do know we've been working on ways to tag people and, and brands within posts. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, because I would need to give him credit. So I guess I could just put it in the copy. I was say, you could mention it certainly in the copy and it would be in the description, but they would have to go hunt for him if they wanted to know more about Jay. You would maybe just want to include like his, um, like at and then his username. But uh, yeah, it, again, great product feedback for us to give to our product team just because right. that is something that would just be so natural and helpful. But currently, I, I don't believe you can. We'll follow back up with just to make that sure. That would be helpful because if he's following me and I'm following him and mm -hmm. I'm posting an image of his or somebody else's and I can go at Jay and Jay Jeffers comes up, then right. it's easy. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not too much work. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. Any other questions? Looks like we have more questions coming in, Connor. Yeah, we've got a couple more. Um, so, and this is a distribution question, Megan. So we, we might need to fall back up on this. I know there's been questions coming up lately, but um, in general, is there a certain, uh, you know, rhyme or reason to how pins get circulated or why some pins are seeing more impressions than others? Um, they said it seems arbitrary given the tags and topics and images are so alike. Yeah, there definitely is a rhyme or reason, but I'm not the right person to answer that. So we will find out uh, what we can share back with you guys. I, I just don't know. I'm still relatively new on this role, to be honest. So I don't want to give you my- We're going to help you with this. Of it. <laughs> we're going to help you create the Pinterest as much as we're creating our own profile. So, okay, keep going. There's some more here. Yeah, so we've got that. We answered the narration one, <clears throat> answered the iMovie. Um, I'm I see that someone doesn't see the link. We can repost the link in the chat. Yeah, the link was at the very top. Form. Sorry, I see that. So, but uh, I'm curious if I'm surprised actually that people, I need some more thoughts here, guys. I feel like other people um, might be having some thoughts or questions that aren't saying, aren't speaking up. It's just like a weird shy group. Come on. Now, I would also um, say sometimes this happens when, cause it's kind of like an abstract thing and I've shown you a bunch of examples, but then we're going to get a lot of questions when you guys are actually creating your first story pin and that's okay. I'm totally comfortable, Becky, if you want to give my email um, to whomever needs help um, yeah, or we can put it in a follow-up because that's usually <laughs> when the questions come is like, I'm creating my first story pin and this is happening or whatever, or how do I do this? Right. And yeah, I mean, and that is something that we've, we've got to figure out because it's also for product. How does that link to a sale? 
if they're not selling, like I'm starting to think about things. Like let's say somebody, uh, so I know some Merida Rugs is on here and they want, and they post rugs and they've got their profile set up. Mm -hmm. How do they link that rug to their website? Can they do that? Because a lot of the people, our partners don't sell things on like Shopify because mm -hmm. they work directly with the trade. Got it. So within a story pin, no, that's not something currently that you could like do kind of like a link to a website or something like that to sell something. You in don't want to take yourself off of Pinterest, right? Well, how do you you, that, that would, if you, if you click the link and it went to the website, then it, you, it would take you away from Pinterest and you don't really want to do that. But I guess that's something that they're going to be wondering about. Like, how does this help right. us sell things? Right. Well, a typical just business account, like for the rug example, if they're set up, they can be running pins and video pins and they can even do shopping ads. And that would all be totally separate from the story pin. So they can be do they can be seeing some of that from that. I would say the story pin, it's meant to be more inspirational and telling the story. So it might be showcasing the beautiful rugs without it being like, this is our, this rug and this is how much it is. And this is how you buy it. Um, but that, those types of pins can absolutely be running on Pinterest for sure. And that's kind of a separate conversation. We could even have an account manager come in if there's enough people like that who would benefit from a, how do I set up my profile to be selling my products better? Um, just because this is more on like the organic side, obviously with the story pins feature as of now. Okay. And I think Becky, what, what we see, you know, being so great with the DLN and the members you have is they probably have a plethora of content existing. Yeah. Uh, and high quality content, which people are coming to the platform looking for that high quality content and aspirational content, right? I want yeah. my home to be like this one day. I really want to have this kind of kitchen set up. Um, and so I think where, where we see such a great opportunity is, you know, your, your members can create the story pins, can create this organic content, build a following. And then when they post, you know, sing, um, static pins with a product that links out to uh, the product page or they can sell through the Pinterest app, um, that will show up in their following feed, right? So it gets more exposure to people uh, who might not have been following you before, who might, your pins might not have been coming up for, but if they start following you because they see your story pin, you have a much better chance of them eventually engaging with all your other content as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. There is a good question here because I did notice like I switched mine over, which really has no reason to be business, but I switched my personal Pinterest over so I could start playing around with this and understanding it. Mm -hmm. And somebody says access to our public and private boards has disappeared all of a sudden on my desktop. Um, I know if they're, you know, so I think, how do you answer that? Cause it shouldn't have happened, but also I know it's a little bit different of how to um, kind of maneuver through Pinterest in a business and a business profile. So mm -hmm. it's probably there, but can you maybe help us figure out where it would be? Yeah, and I can share too when we do a follow-up, we do have like a support, like I can share the link that you would file if it really has disappeared and you're having a weird bug, um, a way to sort of get help with our team. I'm just writing um, myself a note to remember that, but I actually have the same thing, Becky. I set up my personal to be a business just as I'm working with so many creators so I can see what they're seeing and engage and I see my private and public boards just the same way. So they should be there just wherever you can see boards, you should be able to see all of them, whether private or public. They're just seeing create and saved. And it says I've contacted yeah, so not received any help on this. Um, is this happening for anyone else or is this a glitch? So it sounds like this might be a glitch for her. Yeah. Cause essentially your pins you've created should show up under created and then any boards that you've 
created with, you know, your pins and or other pins should show up under saved. Yeah. Private and public. I found, I had a hard time finding my boards this morning or yesterday when you and I, when we were going back on the presentation and I, Ella, if you want to reach out to me, I think I can help you figure out where it would be because it's not super obvious right now. Yeah. And there have been updates made to the app too. So that's what you're noticing okay. as well. Mm -hmm. um, somebody said, what, what are your thoughts on designing pages with text overlaying an image as opposed to adding text in the app? That's a great one way more searchable. More searchable if you add it in the app. Exactly. Yep. If you're adding it within Pinterest app, um, that all that text is going to be recognized as text and help it surface. If you're doing it in a separate app and then uploading it, um, it's not going to be recognized. It's just going to see that as like a still image. So it's not going to help you uh, with viewability or anything like that. Okay. Uh, and then I noticed uh, somebody asked again, if, if Megan, you could go over again, is there a process for drafting, editing and reviewing and approving? Yeah. So just in terms of like how, if they were drafting and wanting to share it with their team before they published it, that type of a thing. Yeah. That's very yeah. common. A yeah. lot of people have people putting this stuff together for them now because for time and also just because they know other people are really good at it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're working with um, a couple, especially like the like higher end, like I'm working with a couple like celebrity teams and what we're basically doing with them. And I think is the easiest thing to be honest, as of what is available right now in the app is essentially if they have a photo or a video that they want, I ask them to send it to me. We're literally using like other platforms like a Dropbox or something like that. So I can review it. Um, so it's not really a seamless all within the same thing, but you can draft within your um, profile, certainly. And if you're fine with other people having the credentials, that's the only thing is like some of these celebrity teams, they don't necessarily want to give me or my team their login credentials, right? But if you have the credentials, anything that's been drafted uh, within your uh, phone or on desktop, somebody else on their phone or desktop should be able to see the exact same thing and review, make changes, edit, all of that stuff. So that should be simplest for those of you who are collaborating closely. If you're working with like an external vendor, I would say, think about the assets, talk about copy kind of over email or in whatever form works best for you. Um, and then that's kind of my workaround for right now, but just know too that this changes, like literally, I don't know how frequently Connor, you've probably noticed too, but like the app updates all the time. And so that could come at any point. Um, and I assume probably would happen in a future version. Great. Yeah, and I see a question here. So do you suggest text only pages or do they perform, does video and imagery perform better? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so typically I would say video and imagery performs better just because Pinterest is such a visual platform. If you think about um, sort of even just outside of story pins, all of the content on Pinterest, what is going to perform the best is the stuff that is kind of looking the most appealing, to be honest. Uh, that said though, there are occasions where a totally text only page within a story pin makes sense and is absolutely fine. So don't get too hung up on that. I would just say have a mix. Don't do an entire story pin of just text on pages. That wouldn't probably be the most like visually interesting thing or the way to tell a story. Um, but if you have a couple of those, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, and I think we're seeing too really a lot of success with people leading with video, mm -hmm. um, since it really does grab your attention in the feed. It's yeah. a we're we're seeing a lot more people gaining engagement through video first story pins. Definitely. 
Uh, another question. So, and this relates, I think, to the drafting process. But can you create this as a secret uh, pin and then take it public once you're comfortable? You can do that. Just know that it will impact your distribution. Um, essentially, that first seven days after you publish it, whether you're publishing it to a private board or a public board, those are the most important to get the most possible views. So if it spends four days of that seven-day period on a private board, you're essentially just taking away opportunity that people could be seeing it. Um, so I would actually recommend either working in drafts like we talked about or um, depending on how close, you know, the pin is to being final, you can actually just go ahead and post it as long as that cover page isn't going to change and you can always make adjustments once it's live. That's really not an issue. It's easy to do. So basically I'm hearing just keep it in drafts until you're ready to go. Just don't publish it. Don't, there's no point in publishing anything secret unless it's just a, a client board you're working on and it doesn't matter. Absolutely. I think that's definitely easiest and safest. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think we're going to do another follow-up, right? Uh, I'm pretty yeah, I was going to say, I, Becky, we got some inquiries about uh, meeting with account managers too. Yeah. I said that we would connect, get everybody connected to whoever they need to, you know, connect with. So actually, let me just say, somebody's going to get mad at me probably. I'm just saying uh, email membership at uh, designleadershipnetwork.org. And, and put in there, you know, Pinterest question or Pinterest help, and we'll make sure to connect you with whoever needs to get connected. That way we can kind of filter what the answer the question is and where it needs to go. I think that's, that's probably best. Um, so uh, one of my biggest issues with doing these webinars is that I always forget to do the closing <laughs> remarks. So here we go. Um, I do, I thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, I think this is, you know, work in progress, obviously, but I think we can help provide question, the good questions for you to kind of help get figured out down the road. And um, I think this is all super helpful. I really hope that our members, you know, get engaged with this and really start doing this because I think it's going to be helpful for their business. God knows everybody needs help promoting their businesses in new ways these days. So this was very beneficial to our members and partners. And um, hopefully everybody will hop off and start working on their Pinterest pages. I know that we need to work on ours. And um, so thanks guys for doing this for us. Uh, and being so open to helping us, it's like, uh, you're brave. Anyway, um, our next webinar is slated for October 16th and it's not to be missed. Uh, Michael Boudreau, our, fav our favorite Boudreau, will be joined by Vogue editor and fashion historian Hamish Bowles. Um, who I, has been around forever and is just an amazing guy. Um, he'll give an intimate look into the life and career of the subject of his new book, Federico Forquet, who modernized Italian fashion in the 1960s and then turned to interiors and gardens for a host of Italy's most prominent aristocrats, creating a style that still resonates today in the work of firms such as Studio Paragalli, Jean-Louis Daigneault, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's interesting about this guy because even Boudreaux didn't know about him and started looking at his body of work and was floored. So it's, it's a discovery that I think we'll all be interested in. Um, registration can be found on the DLN website. Uh, so get registered and pass this around to people so other people get registered. And um, after that, I just hope everybody has a great day. And again, thanks guys from Pinterest. We, we love you and we're so happy you're helping us and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Awesome.
Awesome. Thank you guys right. so much. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye.